it. Pineapple Couch episode 119. Today is Friday, October 8th. Happy weekend. Got a little sports primer for everyone before the weekend starts. Obviously, we got the MLB playoffs going on. Um, NFL on Sunday. A great time to be a sports fan. Um, And the main message I want everyone to take away from this podcast today is that it is time for some West Coast sports bias because it's not close. The West Coast is absolutely slaughtering the East Coast in sports, and I'm going to draw that out for everyone. Um, But we're also going to talk Dodgers Giants, Chargers, Urban Meyer, rookie quarterbacks, and then um, best bets as well as some of the Week 5 NFL games. Again, Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 119. Let's do it. So I said I was going to talk about the West Coast sports bias, and it's time for that. We've dealt with, I mean, at least I'm speaking from someone who's lived in California my entire life. There's always this thing of the East Coast sports bias. It's very evident when you look in rankings of, like, college sports. Um, But I think in a way that could be justified, especially if you're talking about college football, how the SEC is dominated. But I'm... There's generally a major East Coast sports bias because they think they're the center of the world. And first of all, my message to them is, fuck you. California is way better. Yeah, people are kind of fucking crazy, but look, look at how beautiful it is. We'll deal with it. Um, But the West Coast is absolutely dominating the East Coast in sports. It's not close. Let me just draw attention to this for you. In baseball, the NL West is by far, by far, the best division. Not even close. The two best teams in baseball are the Dodgers and Giants. California. Let me continue. Take a look at the NBA. The Pacific Conference. What teams are in that? The Lakers. The Suns. The Warriors. The Clippers. The Blazers. Hey, the Kings. Best conference division in basketball by far. Not even close. That's like five playoff teams. Let's go to the NFL. It is not even close. And I'm not trying to like exaggerate to make this point. I'm trying to make the point, but this is not an exaggeration. The AFC West and the NFC West, far and away, are the best divisions in football. It is not even remotely close. Think about what is the best division outside of those. It's not the NFC North with the Packers, Lions, Bears, and Vikings. It's not the AFC East. The Dolphins suck. The Patriots suck. Yes, the Bills are very good, but the Jets suck. The NFC South, the Bucks are good. The Saints suck. The Falcons suck. The Panthers might be okay. Not really sure. I mean, what? We, the AFC South is garbage. The AFC North is, I guess, the only one that could hold a candle to trying to get close to either the AFC West or NFC West, but it's not. It's not close. So it's time for a West Coast sports bias because we are kicking the shit out of the East Coast. And I say all this to intro this Dodgers-Giants series. Game one starts tonight. 213 regular season wins combined between these two teams. This is the most ever in a playoff matchup. World Series anything. This is the most wins between two teams meeting in the playoffs ever. And it is also the first time the Giants and Dodgers have ever met in the playoffs. And one thing to think about with that is 
that sounds insane. Like, how could the Giants and Dodgers have never played each other in the playoffs? Well, the wild card was put in, like, 20 years ago, I think. Like, right, like the Yankees-Red Sox, that historic series that happened, that was either, like, just a couple years after the wild card was put in. So before that, there was no chance of the Dodgers and Giants to ever meet in the playoffs. But I guess it is weird because it took 20 years, and we saw it with the Yankees-Red Sox right away. But with my West Coast sports bias, which I think we should all have, this is the best rivalry in baseball. This might be the best rivalry in sports. It's better than the Yankees-Red Sox. It is. West Coast sports bias. That's why. The Dodgers-Giants, there is a pure hatred between these two teams. I mean, hatred. I hate the Dodgers. And I know the Dodgers fans hate the Giants. This series is going to be incredible. I want the Giants to beat the fucking shit out of the Dodgers. And I know the Dodgers feel the same way. I think the Dodgers are scumbags. And the Dodgers fans probably think we're fucking losers too. I'm not sure, but this rivalry is the best in baseball. We have games one and two in San Francisco, Friday, Saturday. Games two and th three and four, obviously, in L.A. Um, when you think about this series, you have Max Muncie, who's out, Clayton Kershaw, who's out, and Brandon Belt out. Dodgers missing Muncie, I would argue, is probably the biggest loss over Kershaw. Belt, though, has been very good for the Giants, but the Giants have had just so many guys step up this year that one would hope that they could absorb this loss. My pick for this series is bias, but it is the Giants. The Giants are the type of team that's never out of a game because they have heart. Yes, that sounds cheesy, but shit, watch this Giants team. They're never out of it. They never stop swinging. They have a great, great pitching staff. And it's time for us to accept that because all year it was like we were waiting for it to break, you know? Like, how long is this going to keep going on? And time and time again, they proved to us that the Giants do have a good pitching staff. And hopefully that this four or five days off that they've had has given the bullpen time to rest because that's where they're a little thin. Um, but one more thing on this Dodgers-Giants rivalry that I have to mention because it's just hilarious. And I'm sorry to Big Dog and Mitch Sosa, some of my San Diego Padre friends. Fan, the friends that are Padres fans, excuse me. Um, so you guys really thought, like going into this year, everyone was like, oh my gosh, the Padres Dodgers that's the big rivalry right that's gonna be what's the biggest that's what all the fans are talking about yeah not happening it's always been the Giants and Dodgers and it's going to continue to be the Giants and Dodgers I don't dislike the Padres but it's just they're the step brother step cousin I don't know. That sounds kind of fucked up. I don't have step siblings, so I assume I would be. I would like them. But what I'm saying is, they're they're not a part of this rivalry. It is the Dodgers versus the Giants. The Padres are the little brother, the forgotten child, and I just think it's hilarious that in the year where it was so hyped up to be Dodgers Padres with Fernando Tatis Jr. and then with Machado, they get fucking Snell. And the Giants win 107 games. I think the Giants are going to win this series because they won 107 fucking games. This team is damn good, and the Dodgers are damn good too, but I think the Giants have their number. I mean, shit, the team's played 19 games. 
Giants won 10, Dodgers won 9. Two-run differential in the Dodgers' favor. It's a very even matchup. I just I think I like the Giants players to make big plays. They have that weird Giants uh magic. I would describe it as that they had in 2010, 12 and 14 where when you look at their roster, you're like, "Oh, this how is this team so good? No one believes in us." But they just have something about them. Gabe Kapler's the best manager in baseball, at least this year he was. And um I'm really looking forward to the series and I hope the Giants fucking kill the Dodgers. So, West Coast sports bias we're going to see the best rivalry in probably all of sports in the playoffs for the first time. So as a sports fan, you got to be hyped about that. Um, we will be right back with some NFL here on episode 119. All right. And speaking of West Coast teams, we had two West Coast teams um, playing in uh, – or four, I guess. We had two games involving West Coast teams. On Monday Night Football and Thursday, the last two NFL games, uh, Rams-Seahawks was last night, so we'll start with that. Um, Rams get a nice win, an ugly win that good teams are supposed to get. Russell Wilson goes down with an injury, and so we got to see Geno Smith. I'm not laughing at Russ getting hurt. You obviously don't want to see that. But who would have imagined we would see Geno Smith throwing a touchdown this NFL season? I had no idea that guy was still in the league. That is wild. Um, the takeaways from this game, pretty simple for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the Rams have the Seahawks number. I think even if Wilson stays in the game, the Rams win this game. I think the Rams are a much better team than the Seahawks, and I think the Seahawks are frauds. I think they're all right. I do not think they're very good. They beat the Niners, yes, but... I don't think the Niners are very good. I think I'm ready to eat crow on that from that take I had in the beginning of the season that they would be very good. I I was very high on the Rams going into this year and the Niners. Not so high on the Cardinals, actually. And the Cardinals have obviously made a great, great run and made me look like an idiot. But we'll see if that can continue. But on the Rams-Seahawks, this Seahawks team is the same as all we've seen in the past where countless possessions we go by in the third and fourth quarter where they are running the ball in situations where it's like holy fucking shit you have Russell Wilson use him they just really don't give him many opportunities to flex on them they usually do that only in the first half and then they do this weird like try to run the clock out thing and the only times Russell Wilson really gets to try to do anything is when it's a third and something. And you just see the Seahawks constantly do this. They did this in like starting in the second quarter last night. And it's just kind of baffling that a talent like Russell Wilson, it's just the same year after year with this offensive play calling for the Seahawks. And it's got to be driving Russell Wilson insane. Or am I overrating Russell Wilson and this is partly on him? I mean, I guess a little part of that has to be true. Uh, Unfortunately, Russ does go down though Aaron Donald obviously accidental but I believe it was his thumb that got hurt after hitting Aaron Donald's hand I believe I don't think it was helmet but that's the same way Drew Brees got that weird thumb injury at the end of his career and I don't know how much that thumb injury had into Drew Brees's decline maybe it was going to happen regardless But that fucked with him, it seemed like. So you hope Russell Wilson can deal with this and still be fun to watch on Sundays. But 
he, Russell Wilson has never missed an NFL game, and that will really be put to the test next week. But hopefully with them playing on Thursday night, it gives him enough time to rest and come back. I don't know. But the Seahawks, if Russell Wilson is missing time, and with what we've seen so far this season, I think they are in serious, serious trouble. Serious trouble. Chargers, smackdown of the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Holy shit, folks, that felt good. The Chargers are legit. The Chargers are very, very, very legit. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think that the Chargers are a scary football team. And I think that the Raiders are frauds. I told you guys the Raiders were frauds. They do this every year. Joey Bosa hits Derek Carr in the second half, and Derek Carr never looks the same because he's a scared little bitch. That's what he does. This Raider team is frauds year after year after year with Gruden and Carr. We can't keep falling for them getting a couple nice wins in the beginning of the season. Hell, they might keep getting a couple nice w wins after they lost this one, you know, but I still think it will collapse. The Raiders are not... I think the Raiders are the worst team in the AFC West. I think the Chiefs and Chargers, and you're going to roll your eyes at this, I think it is very close between those two teams who is the best. I think Herbert has reached that level. And I think Brandon Staley has proven to be a very good head coach. And the team seems to be very locked in. And the thing with the Chiefs is, yes, they have Patrick Mahomes, and yes, they are crazy talented. They have been playing a lot of football, and it's hard to repeatedly year after year after year make deep runs in the playoffs. There's usually some time where you you don't make it that far. Look back at Tom Brady's career, Peyton Manning, all these guys. It's hard to do it year after year after year. There's usually people who sneak in. So the Chargers can be that team this year, maybe to win the AFC West, or I think both will make it regardless because there will be a wild card. But I think that um, the Chargers are a very legit team, and this is probably, not if you're not a Chargers fan or you don't like me being happy, an annoying segment to listen to, but the Chargers are a legit force. I think they have an argument to be a top-five team in football. And I think that in the playoffs, it would not shock me, it would not shock me, ladies and gentlemen, if the Chargers beat the Chiefs. I think they're on the level of the Bills and the Chiefs. I think the Bills, Chargers, and Chiefs are the three best teams in the AFC. Who am I forgetting? I think the Ravens are around there, but shit. How much can Lamar do? So many injuries around him. Lamar is special in the way where he'll be. I think the Ravens will probably win that division with the new Baker Mayfield uh, injury news, the torn labrum. I don't know how that will affect him, if he's going to play through it. Maybe that's why he was so bad last week. I think the Ravens, though, probably will win that division. But I do think that those three teams, those three teams, folks, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Chiefs, that's the class of the AFC. And then when you look at the NFC, in my opinion, the class of the NFC, you got the Rams, you got the Bucks. I think we have to include the Cardinals. We have to. They beat the Rams. They did. So we have those three. And then when you look at the rest of the NFC, the other teams that could be in that maybe, I mean, the Cowboys, their offense looks pretty legit. Trayvon Diggs, holy shit. The rookie, how many? He's, he's on pace to get like 10 picks. Unbelievable. And then I think the Packers you have to include because Aaron Rodgers, he's a bad man. So very, very high on the Chargers after that Monday night football win. Um, they match up against the Browns. We'll get into that. Um, 
really quickly wanted to share with you guys my quarterback power rankings right now in the NFL. I have Mahomes still at one, Brady at two, Rodgers three. It's really hard for me to put anyone above Brady and Rodgers just because for how long and how good they are still. At four, I have the Stallion, Josh Allen. And at five, I have Justin Herbert. Who am I forgetting? I think Dak is an honorable mention on this list. Dak Prescott. I don't think he's better than Herbert, though. Russell Wilson. Am I insane for saying I'd rather have Justin Herbert at this point? Am I insane, folks? Because I think I'd rather have Justin Herbert than Russell Wilson at this point. If it's a single-season discussion, most people I get if you take Russell Wilson. I I don't know. I think Herbert's special. Look what Mahomes has done to start his career and how effective he's been in the playoffs and stuff like that. Herbert's right there with all the numbers, and he's got a good team. I think Herbert has a conversation as a right around the top in the top five QBs. And my personal pineapple couch QB rankings have him at number five right now. And you can't disagree with that because the rankings are fact. It's facts. So go bolts. Fucking go bolts, guys. It's so nice to have this. I know they're gonna fuck it up and probably make me miserable. But right now you heard it here. Herbert's a top five QB in the NFL. Chargers are a top five team in the NFL. We will be right back on the Pineapple Couch. All right, folks, let's keep rolling here. I got some a couple things we'll quickly go through before we go into the week five games. A little shorter of an episode this week. It is a Pineapple Couch on the road edition down here in sunny San Clemente. Actually, it hasn't been that sunny. It's been raining, but hopefully some good weather for this weekend. A little shorter pod, but we will be having instant reactions to Sunday's game with Big Dog. And those are always electric, so stay tuned for that. Um... Big news of the week I wanted to go through. I mean, shit, guys. Urban Meyer. Holy crap. Is anyone really surprised that he's a scumbag? Well, no one's surprised he's a scumbag because he's fucking Urban Meyer, and we all knew that. I'm just shocked he hasn't, like, quit yet for mental, like, saying he, like, needs to go to his family or saying that he's having migraines because this is just what he always does. And then he'll be back in two years to try to coach at USC. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's at the bar with this girl grinding on him, that same bar in mind, folks, has a mural of him and his wife. You heard me. A mural of him and his wife are in that bar. And meanwhile, he's a girl is grinding on him. And I, if you don't want to hear something inappropriate, skip 15 seconds. And he's fucking fingering her asshole on the dance floor through jeans I guess but Jesus Christ that's a tough look for a head coach especially when the coach didn't leave because they played on Thursday night he didn't leave Cincinnati with the team on the team plane and apparently I've obviously never played in the NFL but apparently that's a huge deal and coaches never don't go back on the plane with the team so that's a level of disrespect to the players and it's coming out that the Jags just kind of laugh at him they laughed at his apologies they think it's half-assed there doesn't seem to be that much respect in the Jacksonville organization, especially the locker room, with Urban Meyer. And you got to wonder, how are the Jags going to try and get out of this mess? Because I don't think they're like, I don't think there's a scenario of like the Jags are waiting on the upside of Urban Meyer because he's a genius and he's going to get this turned around. I don't have faith in that from what I've seen and what I know about him. 
I don't think anyone is surprised to see this happening. That's why it was so dumb that they gave him so much money. And that's the only reason he's still their coach right now today, folks, is because they owe him so much money. So like 80 mil, I think. So they're trying to figure out a way to get out of that. If they keep losing, which I think they will, I expect this situation to get worse. I mean, shit, maybe not as hectic as it got with the old Urban at the Cincinnati bar, but um, not good times in Jacksonville. And I have to say, this is what the Jags get for trading Gardner Minshew. That's what you get. That is what you get. Um, another thing, so I was talking about the top five earlier. Um, the consensus top four, though, because I think I don't think everyone would agree with the Chargers at five. Is the consensus top four, in no particular order, the Cardinals, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Los Angeles Rams? Are those the four best teams in football? Or do you think a team like the Packers, the Cowboys, shit, the Chargers? Holy fuck, I forgot about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are definitely in that consensus top five. So the consensus top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the consensus top five, my bad, folks. Cardinals, Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, Rams is what I would say. And then I think you have the idea of the Chargers and Cowboys, Packers, some other teams floating on the outside of that top five. But we will see. Um, let's talk a little rookie quarterback action right now. We got a Trey Lance sighting. And it, he may be, he might be starting this weekend in Arizona. Jeff Robbins and John Robbins, Jerry Robbins will be at that game. But it might be Jimmy G. But I do think even if Jimmy G starts, we're going to see Trey Lance at a point in this game. And what I got from Trey Lance that week one, the dynamic running of Trey Lance with Kyle Shanahan's play calling, I'm not saying he's going to be Lamar Jackson, like with that extreme level of how great he is at running. Um, but I do think that that adds a very necessary level to the Niners' offense with the limited abilities of Jimmy G and how much he's shown to not be reliable. One, with passing and reliable to stay on the field. Do the athletic benefits of Trey Lance outweigh his flaws? And maybe he's just not ready to really command an NFL offense yet because he's a rookie. Do they... Would you just rather throw Trey Lance out there? I think the Niners might. I think at this point you could, probably should because, shit, guys, Jimmy G looks like shit. He does. He does. Um, other rookie QBs, Zach Wilson finally got his first win through a nice touchdown bomb. Good to see that. I'm still the highest on him out of any rookie QB in this class. A lot of people seem to have shifted that to Mac Jones. I'm I'm still sticking with Zach Wilson as my favorite QB in this class. Justin Fields, I mean, Matt Nagy's the worst coach in football, and poor Justin Fields. I don't think we're going to actually find out how good he is this year because he has to deal with Matt Nagy, but um, I obviously think that that's a good call, getting him out there over Andy Dalton. Um, so that'll be exciting to see because all the rookie quarterbacks, folks, they played last week. It's five. I know that seems to be happening more and more than it used to, but it's pretty impressive that we're in week five of the NFL season. We're going to have maybe five rookie QBs starting. Pretty wild. Um, a couple other things. What's up with the Saints? Like, their offense just sucks. 
I know Jameis isn't like a great quarterback or he wasn't in Tampa, but he put up numbers. He threw for yards. They scored points. The Saints team, I don't understand really what's the what's holding them back. Is it a lack of weapons outside of Kamara? Because they don't really have that many good wide receivers with no Michael Thomas. Don't have a dynamic tight end. Is that is it as simple as that? I'm not really sure. Is it maybe Sean Payton's calling? Like maybe like he's not he doesn't want to risk Jameis like throwing a bunch of picks, turning the ball over. So he's running a very simplified version. He's scared to make those big plays. I don't know. I don't want to call Sean Payton scared. The dude kicked an onside kick in the Super Bowl. But you gotta wonder what's up with this Saints offense. So it will be interesting to see how this continues because if this is the type of offense they're going to run and do, you might as well just play Taysom Hill the whole time because of the added benefits with him running. And if you're really not going to stretch the ball down the field that much, it seems. So that'll be an interesting situation to track. Um, the other thing is do we believe in uh, the Panthers and Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold, shout out, San Clemente boy. Um I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I like what the Panthers are doing. I think they are building something nice there. I think they might be a year or two away. And I'm not sure if that optimal version of their team includes Sam Darnold. Maybe it's a younger quarterback they get or something else. But Sam Darnold has, so far this season, I think shown us more than he showed in his entire time in New York. And I think that's more on the Jets than Darnold. So I think it is fair to ask, like, in this second chance, quote-unquote, that Sam Darnold's getting with a new team, do we believe in him? Do we think he can be a good NFL quarterback? Does anyone think he can be a great NFL quarterback? Or do we think he can be an average quarterback, like we're talking um, somewhere in between Andy Dalton and Matt Ryan? I don't know. I think that will be interesting to develop. He's at, to watch as it develops, I mean. And Sam Darnold's weirdly like running the ball in a lot, folks. Who would have expected that Sam Darnold, I think at the end of last week, was leading the league in rushing touchdowns? Wild, 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 wild. Um, let's go into this weekend's games. Again, this is NFL Week 5. The three best games of the weekend, in my opinion. You have the Browns at the Chargers, the 49ers at the Cardinals, and the Bills at the Chiefs. The Browns, Chargers, let's go to that line. Let me pull that up really quickly, folks. The Browns-Chargers line... You can get at the Chargers are favored by two and a half points. Browns money line at plus 115 over under 47. This is an interesting game because the Chargers run defense has not been spectacular. And even in that win over the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, I don't think played. And if he did, it was no, he didn't play. And so the Raiders had a really like weakened running game. So the Browns have a, maybe the best running game in the NFL outside of the Ravens because of what Lamar brings. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how the Chargers' run defense can hold. And the Browns do have a good secondary and a good pass rush, so it'll be cool to see how Herbert can handle that. I think that the Chargers, I like laying the two and a half, and I like the Chargers in this game because the Chargers do have a good defense, and I don't trust what's going on with the Browns right now with the Baker injury, no Jarvis Landry, to score enough points to keep up with the Chargers. Again, they could run for 500 yards and I could look terrible, but I really like the Chargers in this spot at minus 2.5 because the young coach, the young QB, they're trying to make a statement. Next thing, 49ers at Cardinals. 
So with the 49ers at Cardinals, again, my fam will be at this game. Shout out to them. Um, let's check out the line on this bad boy. 49ers Cardinals. Am I blind, folks? Why can't I see it? Ooh, the line isn't up on Bovada, folks, because of the injury. We're going to go check it out live here. You're listening to me type. Um, ooh, Lance is starting officially versus the Cardinals. Wow, guys. Live info here on the Pineapple Couch. Jimmy G out, Trey Lance in, all five NFL quarterbacks, start rookie quarterbacks starting in NFL Week 5. Cardinals are favored by five and a half points in this game. This is a big, big, big game for both teams. For the Niners, this is a chance to not save your season. It's not over if they lose this, but this certainly would be a huge win and a huge confidence boost for a rookie in Trey Lance. And if you're the Cardinals, if you can sweep the NFC West, you can take out the the Rams, then the Niners, and hopefully the Seahawks down the road. I think that if the Cardinals think they are as good as they are and we're supposed to think that they are that good, they have to win this game versus the Niners. So that'll be an interesting game. I lean... I lean Cardinals because I think they have a, a good defense, and I just don't know what the rookie quarterback, but maybe that will be that unexpectedness will be an advantage for the 49ers. I lean Cardinals here. Sorry, Jeff Robbins. Um, Sunday night game is a thriller, folks. Bills at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by a field goal in this game, and that makes sense because it's in Kansas City, so they're basically saying this is a pick 'em. Um, you can get the Bills money line at plus 125, over under 56.5 points in this game. It's the Stallion versus Mahomes. The Bills have looked on fire since that loss in week one to Pittsburgh, and the Chiefs, as we know, have taken a few stumbles. They lost to the Chargers. They lost another game that I can't think of in my head right now. They lost to the Ravens, excuse me. So this is technically, I think, a more important game for the Chiefs because they are in a much tougher division than the Bills. I think the Bills are going to be able to pretty comfortably win that division. Well, meanwhile, in the AFC West, it's a dogfight with the Chiefs right now technically in last, which I don't think they're going to finish, obviously, at the end of the season. So this is a huge game for the Chiefs at home against the Bills over under is 56 and a half. That is so many points. So, but I would never encourage to bet an under in a game with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes because you're rooting against fun. Bias, I'm going Bills here plus three. I think this is a statement win for the Bills. And I think that the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense can't stop anyone. And if the Eagles can put up that amount of points on them, the Bills should be able to score at will so maybe that over is somewhat tempting but we're going to stay back for now um okay let's go through the rest of this weekend's games you got the early morning london game jets at falcons falcons favored by a field goal jets money line at plus 125 over under 45 man this is a shitty game but fuck you london we won the war so suck it we send you the jets and falcons i have no play in that that's god awful they're playing in a soccer stadium too Ugh. okay Broncos at Steelers. Broncos favored by a point and a half. Steelers money line plus 105 over under 39 and a half. It's still up in the air whether it's going to be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Does that matter, though, is the question. Is Big Ben that bad and the Broncos defense that good to where it doesn't matter if they played 
Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. I'm leaning that way. I'm not official. Like, I think that the Steelers aren't good this year, but I'm not completely sold on the Broncos yet. They do have some injuries to some of their wide receivers and how their defense is just very good in the running game is what carries them. So I like the Broncos actually minus one and a half here. Lions at Vikings. Crap game. Vikings favored by 10. Lions money line plus 345 over under 49. Packers at Bengals. Packers only favored by a field goal here. And you get the Bengals money line at plus 135 over under 50 and a half. A lot of respect for the Bengals and Joe Burrow here. I think that Packers minus three is just a home run. Right? I don't think the Bengals are going to really do anything. Um, I don't think the Bengals are ready to go against a team like the Packers. I think the Packers are in a little groove right now. So I like them to win. Um, Dolphins at Bucks. Bucks favored by 10, plus 360, Dolphins money line over under 48. Dolphins are a train wreck this year, and it sucks because I think Brian Flores is a good coach. I don't know. I don't like laying 10 points, though. That's not that much fun, and it's worrisome because the Bucks secondary also isn't very good. But could, could the Alabama secondary stop the Miami Dolphins offense at this point? I don't know. Patriots at Texans. Patriots favored by nine here, plus 325 money line for the Houston Texans, over under 39 and a half. The Texans suck, but how comfortable could you really feel with laying nine points on the road with a rookie? I don't know. So that's a stay away. Saints at football team. Um, the Saints are somehow favored in this, which makes no fucking sense to me. Um, you can They're favored by two and a half. Football team money line plus 125 over under 43 and a half. Football team money line. Lock that in. Easy money. Eagles at Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are favored by a field goal. Eagles money line plus 140 over under 46. I mean, lock in Panthers uh, minus three. The Eagles are garbage. And I think the Panthers defense will eat them alive. And the Eagles defense sucks. And the Panthers, I don't care who's playing running back at this point. Panthers minus three. Let's lock that in. Sam Darnold we're supporting the San Clemente boy. Titans at Jags. Titans favored by four and a half coming off that loss to the Jets. Um, the Jags money lines at plus 175 over under 48 and a half. There's two ways to look at this. Are the players, how are they going to respond to old Uncle Urban and how he did at the bar last Thursday night? Are they going to play pissed off and like stick it like kind of like fuck this situation we're in. Let's go stick it to this Titans team. Or are they going to be like fuck this coach. Let's not even play for him. I lean Titans minus four and a half, but shit, man, the Titans defense is god awful. And if they're dealing with injuries to AJ Brown and Julio Jones again, it's a very limited offense. I mean, Derrick Henry can only rush the ball. I think he rushed the ball like 32 times last week. You can't do that every week. I know he's doesn't seem like he's human because he's so good, but eventually that's just not fair to Derrick Henry and the longevity of his career, right? Um, Bears at Raiders. Bears with Justin Fields taking the start. Uh, Raiders favored by five and a half. Bears money line plus 200 over under 45. Um, shit. Raiders could roll them, or this last week could have been the start of the Raiders unraveling. I hope the Bears win. That's what I will say. No bias here on the pineapple couch. Speaking of no bias, Browns at the Chargers. Chargers favored by two and a half. Uh, Browns money line plus 115 over under 47. Lock in Chargers minus two and a half. Bolts, baby. Bolt up. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by a touchdown. Giants money line plus 265 over under 52 and a half. Daniel Jones has been better than people think this year. He had a shitty year last year, but is he 
good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL consistently. I'm not saying that, but he's better than he was last year. Uh, but this Cowboys team, I think, kicks the shit out of the Giants. They're dealing with a lot of injuries with their wide receiving core. Um, and I don't really know how this Joe Judge experiment is going up with there. It seems like he's kind of just a crazy person. So I lean Cowboys, but again, I don't want to lay seven. So fuck the Cowboys. Bills at Chiefs. We talked about this a bit. Chiefs getting favored by three. Bills money line plus 125 over under 56 and a half. I'm riding with the Bills and the Stallion. Um, I think that would be a huge statement win for them. But we did talk about how that Kansas City team, they kind of need it more, don't they? They kind of need it more. So is this a, a scenario where Hungry Dog runs faster? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Monday night football game. Ugh, this is a stinker. Colts at Ravens. Ravens favored by a touchdown. Colts plus 260 over under 46. Ravens, no doubt about it, win this game. But the Colts weirdly play teams close. And the whole time you know they're not going to win. So it's a stay away, but I'd lean Colts plus 7. With the Ravens still winning, however. Um... Yeah, that was the quick run through, and I guess not that quick. We're like 37 minutes of everything that went down this week. And um, just to recap, the things I like, I like the Panthers minus three. I like the Chargers minus two and a half. I like the Packers minus three. And then if you take the um, Bills and the football team and you six-point tease them, you get the Bills plus nine versus the Chiefs and the football team plus eight and a half versus the Saints. Even if you think the Saints are going to win, they have not shown that they have an offense that could win by more than a field goal, really, besides that weird Packers game. So that's what I'm riding with. Um, going to be a great weekend of football. This is going to be a big game for the Chargers, obviously. If you they are as legit as I'm talking about how they are, they need to win this game. So if they lose, we'll be back next week and I'll eat crow, but big game for the Chargers. Um, also, folks, I am six days away from seeing the Rolling Stones live in concert. Six days. And I will be hanging with Keith, Mick, Ronnie, and the boys. I cannot wait. Get to go to the beautiful SoFi Stadium as well. Um, hope everyone had a good week and has a great weekend. This has been episode 119 of the Pineapple Couch. God bless.